Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, this is what the Bible says, and these are the words of Jesus. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we dive into the scriptures together this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you desire right here and right now in these minutes and moments to speak to us through your word. We ask that, Holy Spirit, you would move in such power that, that we would encounter you today. That you would give us divine revelation of just how real you are and just how real the love for us you have. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. I ask that, Jesus, you would speak to us here and now. We, we want to know you. We want whatever you have. And we love you and praise you and worship you. And all the beloved said, amen. Uh, it can be very dangerous if we as the body of Christ uh, stop gathering around Christ as a person uh, and make him just an idea. That we gather around a person, uh, not a religion or a set of ideas or rules. Uh, we gather around a person, Jesus, uh, who we believe to be the Son of God, who died for the sins of humanity and believe in the truth of his resurrection, and by his resurrection we are invited into life again. That the church is a community gathered around not a religious idea or a philosophy of life or a certain spirituality or even a worldview, but we gather around the risen Jesus, who is real and is guiding us and has imparted his Holy Spirit into us, and we are to be his witnesses. Are you with me? We must remain, abide, and live into, from, and with Jesus as a tangible person whose spirit is at work here and now, whose kingdom is at work here and now, whose heavenly Father is at work here and now and calls you and I beloved. That as followers of Jesus, we are all empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses of this truth, the truth of a person who is the Savior. And that by him we come fully alive in the Holy Spirit and can live into the life-altering reality of the kingdom of heaven that is here and now. But commonly, and so often, when we desire rest or refreshment, we don't come to Jesus. We come to Christian living. Or we come to an idea or a system. So often when we want freedom from sin or freedom from guilt or shame, we don't come to Jesus. We come to an idea about Jesus. That so often we want revival, we want the Spirit to revive us or our family or our community or our friends, but we show up and we worship an idea, not a person. That so often we want people to know the love of Jesus, but we aren't abiding, coming to, or representing the person. Because somewhere along the way we started just representing a set of ideas. Rather than the knowledge of the Holy Spirit being poured into our hearts and moving and working and partnering with the risen Jesus as a person who is leading us and guiding us in all of our moments. Because you see, it cannot just be an idea. Because an idea can't love you. An idea can't save you. 
Ideas cannot take the shame, pride, and sin away and replace it with truth. But the person of Jesus can. He does, and he will. And that's why this passage that we just read is so powerful. Verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think that if we were to peel back the atmosphere of this room, peel back the atmosphere of all of humanity right now, peel back the layers of our hearts that are so very well guarded, peel back our family or our friendships, peel back our work life, peel back all the ordinary moments of being a mom or a dad, peel back what it means to be in high school right now or college or a young person in this cultural moment, peel back all of the layers, I think that we would find broken and fragmented pieces that are laboring, that are heavy, that are weighed down, that are burdened by this thing called life that we are all living As I was praying and preparing for this week and asking the Spirit to lead and guide this community, asking the Heavenly Father, what do you want us to know? I felt this deep undercurrent. I want them to come to me. I want you to come to me. What do you mean? Aren't we? Ain't I? Key part of the verse. Come to me, Jesus says. Not an idea about me. Not a philosophy, not a few steps of spirituality, not better living, not a checkbox. No, come to me, Jesus says. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you know that the one who calls you beloved wants you to come to him? That the one who made you, created you, forms you, and calls you his own wants you to come to him, delights to love you. Wants you with him. Why? Jesus wants to give you rest. He wants to give us his yoke. He wants us to learn to live his lifestyle. Wants us to know that he is gentle and lowly in heart. Wants us to know that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Come to me. That's the invitation of the one who spoke and created all things. Now commonly... And especially if we're familiar with this passage, we go, well, I am. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm following Jesus. At least I think I am. But come to think of it, I am tired. Actually exhausted. I am worn out. My life doesn't seem easy and light. My my life don't feel gentle and lowly and hard. Rest? What's that? Hold on a minute, Jesus. What gives? My friend John Mark says people all over the world, both inside the church and out, are looking for an escape. A way out from underneath the crushing weight of this life, this side of heaven. But you see, there's no escaping it. The best the world can offer is a temporary distraction to delay the inevitable or deny the inescapable. Come to me, Jesus says. Because Jesus doesn't offer escape. He offers something far better. Equipment. An easy yoke. Because an easy life, it isn't an option. And if you haven't figured that out yet, you will. But an easy yoke is. Come to me, Jesus says. I will show you a whole new way to bear the weight of this life. Shoulder to shoulder with me. With Jesus doing all the heavy lifting. 
at His pace, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace, full of delight and gentleness and deep rest for our souls. Well, how do we do that? How does that actually become reality in our lives? That if the life of Jesus is one that promises rest, promises peace, promises love and delight and joy, how do I get it? You see, if we want to experience the life of Jesus, we must adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. And the lifestyle of Jesus is not found in ideas about him. It's found in this passage. Coming to him. Putting on his yoke. Learning from him. Taking all the ways that he loves, that he talks, that he acts, that he is. And adopting it into our everyday, moment-by-moment, ordinary lives. Eugene Peterson translates this invitation from Jesus like this. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. And then bring it into every nook and cranny of your life. And then watch as you and I begin to live freely and lightly. Not by our own efforts, no. But by the lifestyle of Jesus now becoming reality in our lives. Isn't it interesting though? Walk with me. Come, come to me, and then walk with me. What an invitation from the God man. That all throughout the narrative of scripture, all throughout the gospel accounts, if you look at the lifestyle of Jesus, he was always walking from place to place, town to town, person to person. Jesus, he was never in a rush. He was present to the moment, walking. You could say that that is the pace of perfect love. Maybe that's why you and I in the collective whole of humanity struggle so much with finding rest, real rest, delight, and knowing that we are the beloved because we're so in a rush, running around, running right past what's most important and running right past the life-changing truth of how deeply loved you and I really are. And running right past the truth that people have immense value to the heart of the Heavenly Father. That we think in all of our moving and shaking we will earn ourselves worthy of love. What if we just slowed down and walked with Jesus for a moment? Found ourselves swept up in the pace of perfect love. I bet our souls would catch up with our bodies. I mean, you and I, we are constantly and consistently running from the next thing to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And all of a sudden we're like, (gasps) that's us all the time. And then all of a sudden, we've missed the most beautiful truth of all, that you and I are the beloved. And right here and right now, we're like, ah, you don't know my story. Like, like you don't know what I'm going through. You don't really know how busy my, you know how chaotic everything is. I mean, if I don't work at all of this with all of my heart and go and go and go and go, there's no escape to this life. But remember, Jesus, he doesn't offer escape. No, he offers something far better. A whole new way to live this life. There's this famous passage, and we read a similar account to it this last Sunday, but Jesus, this time, he's actually walking on the water. And we'll pick it up in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 23. The Bible records, and after Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart as I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So here we have the disciples in a boat, and they're caught up in a storm. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. And they get afraid, as you and I would be, because a person is tangibly walking on the sea, and it's mind-boggling. And Jesus says, take heart. Don't be afraid. It's I. And then here is where the story gets good. Peter says, Lord, 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 if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Like, really imagine that moment. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. He, like, looks back at the boys. (laughs) And then Jesus is like, come to me. Like, imagine that. Jesus says, come to me. So Peter, he steps out of the boat and he starts walking on the water towards Jesus. And now normally in the historical life of the American church, we shift to how Peter should keep his eyes fixed on Jesus because the moment that he doesn't, he starts sinking in the water. And that's awesome. And you and I should keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in every moment of our lives. Let's do it. But how does this apply to the easy yoke? How does this apply to the lifestyle that Jesus wants to give us? How does this apply to not being offered escape, but being offered a whole new way to live? Where are the boys in the boat in this moment? They're in the storm. Where's Peter? He's in the storm. Where's Jesus? He's in the storm. What is the difference between Peter in this moment and the rest of the followers of Jesus? Both in the storm both beaten by the wind and the waves, both in proximity to Jesus. Notice that Jesus does not calm the storm or offer an escape from the beating of the wind and the waves in this moment. No. He simply invites Peter to come to him. And all of a sudden, in the middle of chaos, the miraculous breaks out. Signs and wonders. What was not possible being made possible. How? Come to me. Come to me. The boys are in the storm and so is Peter. But now, Peter is doing miraculous things in the midst of the storm. For in, through, and with Jesus, we do not escape life. We do not escape the pain. We do not escape the struggle. We do not escape this thing that is called life that is so life. No. We are offered the miraculous in the midst of it. We are offered signs and wonders in the middle of it. We are giving a new way to live life as Jesus revives us in all of the chaos of life. Because an easy life isn't an option, but an easy yoke is. A lifestyle steeped in God reality is. A life filled with the Holy Spirit is. A life living in the kingdom of God here and now is. But we must walk with him.
We must walk with him. We must step out and start walking, watching how he does it, and then applying his lifestyle to our life, not the other way around. That you and I, we must know this person of Jesus who says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus wants to revive us. Jesus wants to give us signs and wonders. He wants the miraculous, like walking on water, to break out of our lives. He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to walk with him just like that at the beginning. Remember? All the way back, Genesis chapter 1. The Lord God, he creates. And he creates you and me. And he steps back and he calls you his own. And you and I, we were designed to walk with him in the garden in the cool of the day. Knowing his gentle heart. Abiding in his rest. Delighting in his love for us. But then something happened, didn't it? And just like in that moment, a lot of us are still believing that same lie. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. They hid themselves in shame because of what they had done. They hid themselves like so much of us all of the time hide ourselves. We think, no, 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 I, I can't come to Jesus. He might be saying, come to me, but, but there's no way. I'll follow him, sure, but, but at a distance. And the enemies lied to us again. And in shame, we come to the foot of the cross and the enemy lies and lifts up our head to make us think that that cross is empty. So we better get up on it and save ourselves. We better work harder. We better run faster. We better keep moving and shaking and figure this thing called life out so that we can escape from it. When in reality, Jesus says, come to me. All who are filled with sin. All who are carrying shame, all who are heavy, all who are burdened, come to me. Let me lift up your head. Let me fill you with my Holy Spirit. So that when you look at that cross, you are reminded just how much I love you. Because I took your place. Because it's not empty. Because I bore it for you so that you would know perfect love. Because I want you to walk with me again. Because I want you to walk with me again just like that in the garden. That you and I don't have to hide anymore. Jesus says, I want you with me just like in the beginning. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees. Next verse. But the Lord God called to the man, said to him, where are you? Come to me. And ever since that moment, the Lord God has done anything and everything that is needed so that you can come to him again. So that you and I can experience a whole new way to live. So you and I can walk alongside the one who is perfect love. Do you see it? The one who calls you beloved, he wants you to come to him. He wants to give you rest. He wants you to take his yoke. This Jesus, he wants you to know the gentle heart of the Heavenly Father. 
who absolutely loves you. Jesus wants to give you life. Wants you to experience his life becoming reality in yours. But we must adopt his lifestyle. We must live at his pace. Shoulder to shoulder, keeping in step with the spirit. Present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace. We must stop living with a disordered heart. And let the one who made it speak order into the chaos. The lifestyle of Jesus is not found in ideas about him. It is found in coming to him. So would we, as a community together, imperfect as we are, would we come to the one who calls us beloved? Let's pray together this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you that your only invitation to us is come to me. And that what you promise is life. That what you promise is freedom. That what you promise is perfect love that could change anything and everything about us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would move right here and right now. That we would no longer come to an idea about you. But that we would come to you the real, tangible person of Jesus who is the risen Lord. That we would know you. That we would delight ourselves in you. That we would adopt your lifestyle that we would know your gentle heart, that we would come to you, that you would revive us, that you would bring us back to life so that we could know how much we are loved by you, that we would walk with you, just like in the beginning, shoulder to shoulder with your easy yoke and experience the goodness and glory of your kingdom that is here and now. Would you move in us, draw us to yourself and have your way with us. It's in your mighty name, Jesus, all the beloved said, amen, amen. You know, maybe this morning you're thinking, what are some practical ways of coming to Jesus? How would I actually do that? How would I leave this space in my Monday through Saturday practically come to Jesus? I'd start with repentance, turning from yourself into the life of Jesus. You go at it with prayer. Open your heart and your mind to anything and everything and share it with the Heavenly Father who absolutely loves you. Maybe you read your Bible on a Monday morning, even if it's for five minutes. Steep yourself in the Scriptures. Allow it to be the guiding force of how you think, of how you live, of how you love other people. Live in community. Look at you. You're doing it right now. Maybe snag a meal with somebody. Share your heart over a beer or a cup of coffee. We need one another. The Holy Spirit imparting truth into us to share it into community. In a bunch more practical ways, but more on that next week. Right now, we get to practically come to Jesus in one of my favorite ways. And that's in worship. In worship through song. And you rise here this morning not to perform, but just to worship alongside us. To come to Jesus and allow him to remind us, oh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you're able, would you stand with us as we worship together this morning as community?